Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited. I have a new mentor in my life today for you guys on the show. And I'm so excited to bring her into your world because she's kind of rocked my world in the last couple of weeks. I think it's been a little longer than that, but you know how sometimes like you creep on people's stuff for a while before you actually like commit and you're like just looking and looking and looking and ingesting. And then finally you're like, Hey, I'm here. That was kind of me. And I'm so grateful that uh, Brenda's here today because she has a community that I've been a part of. And if you've been listening to the show and you've been watching me for some time, you've seen like that's one of the most important things to me is building a community and building that kind of like-mindedness so you're always feeling supported. So Brenda Johnson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love the creeping thing. I creep people all the time. And I love hearing when people reach out and they're like, I creeped you for a long time. And then I reached out and I was like, I love that. I feel like that's a natural progression. I'm, I, I think I creep people all the time. That's what social media is for, isn't it? Right. And that's, you have to build the know, like, and trust with people, right? Like, I'm not just going to dive in with somebody if I don't. And you know, I'm all about the subconscious mind. I'm all about the energetics. If I don't like your energy, I'm not going to just dive in with somebody. A hundred percent. And I think it's a really good way to get to know somebody and see if you, you vibe with them and their energy. And especially if you're seeking mentorship or any kind of positive propaganda in your life, or maybe leaning into something that's new for you, like, say talking about subconscious mindset work and, and getting into meditations and things like that. Like, I want to know, like, what's your process and how do you work with people? And you show up like fully on social. And I love that. And I was admiring just that aspect of it, not even what you were saying or sharing, but I was like, here's this woman and she's bold and she speaks her truth. And I actually don't care what she's saying. I just like her energy and I want to be around it. And then I'm like, oh, cool. She has this community I can join today. Done. And um, I think that's one of the coolest things is you gave an invitation for people to come into your world. You do that by social media. And then you do, you did that, or you're doing that with your community. So um, I know subconscious mindset, strategist, healer, energy worker, like that's, you carry a lot of titles and um, talk you to us about funny. how. I hate titles. I hate titles. <laughs> the only reason. I love how uncomfortable it makes people to like use big words and titles. Cause I'm like, well, no, you can own all of it, but I get what you're saying. So let's dive into that in a second, but talk to us about what you're doing now. <laughs> so I am a subconscious mindset strategist. I'm a, like obsessed with the subconscious mind. And so, I mean, mindset coaches, let's be real, are a dime a dozen these days. A lot of them do very surface level work. And that's awesome because there's going to be people out there who are only ready for the surface level work. But I have realized and recognized over the years, I've been in a coaching um, space in different capacities for over 20 years. So I've, I know a lot about struggle also because I was addicted to it my whole life, but I really started to recognize, I'm like, no, if we want to make lasting transformations, this is happening on a subconscious level. So I literally, when I was working in corporate, went back to school to study this full time, to study hypnosis, to study the mind, to study how to help people actually transform on a deeper level. And I've 
I've always been manifesting things. I've been manifesting since I was a little kid. And what I started to also realize was your subconscious mind is a key piece of manifestation that gets left out because it's not magical or fun sounding. And it sounds a little like, what does that mean? Like people are like, I don't understand. Right? So our subconscious mind is actually the most powerful, beautiful partner we have in life. But if you look at what's going on in the world, people are demonizing it. Oh, your subconscious mind has all the limiting beliefs and all the things. Yes, it does hold our limiting beliefs, but we've just never been taught how to speak to it or to relate to it like all the other parts of ourselves. And so we don't use it properly. Our subconscious mind is a go-getting machine, man. It is like a dog with a bone. If it has clarity, it will help you access the things you want to access. Your subconscious mind is the key to connecting to your energetic systems. Your subconscious mind helps you connect to your intuition, to your inner guidance. Your subconscious mind is what will help enable you to literally connect in with your highest future potential self. It loves visualization. It loves that stuff. But we just look at it and we're like, oh, it's it's limiting us. It's perspective, right? If you think it's limiting you, then it probably is going to be limiting you. <laughs> well, is that the pushback that you get when you talk about this stuff sometimes? I mean, I know you have a pretty big following on social and I'm sure people probably question what you're saying sometimes as like, oh, you make it sound so easy, but like, what's the resistance that you get around sharing that information with people because I know also being in the coaching space for the last couple of years yeah mindset coaches are a dime a dozen and you're right people do need to start at that surface level because sometimes that's all that they're ready for um but at the same time okay cool we've cracked that open a little bit now we're going deeper now we're starting to understand that there's more there's more layers into there um what are some resistance things that come up for people when they say things like oh it's just my limiting beliefs or this or that like how do you how do you have conversations with those people? Do you not? Do you just wait for people to become like aware or more open or like what? I guarantee you get some pushback in your comments. Uh, I do get pushback. I also, cause you've been creeping me. I don't believe in fluff. So when people push back on that, it's usually because of fear, right? When we start talking about creating lasting transformation and doing this type of work, We've been trained to also believe that this type of work and healing needs to take years and years and decades, and it just doesn't. And so when I start talking about that, people get nervous because then it's like, oh, so you mean I can work through my stuff more effectively and quickly, but wait, that means I actually have to be willing to see the stuff. And it's scary it's scary to think, oh, I don't know what's going to come up in my subconscious mind. And a lot of people also think too, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to go that deep because I don't know what's going to come out. And I'm like, here's, here's the other awesome thing about your subconscious mind and healing in general. Your subconscious mind stores things until you're ready to deal with it. And not everything needs to be dealt with in this lifetime. And so when something is ready to be dealt with, it will surface, your subconscious mind will go, oh, she's ready to deal with this now. It'll bring it to your conscious awareness. So we don't actually need to keep going backwards looking for things. 
they'll come up when we're ready to deal with them. And that might manifest as you keep repeating specific patterns, you keep attracting in toxic partners, you keep like hitting financial ceilings, you keep hitting some sort of resistance of your growth. And that in itself can be scary for people. So for the most part, I don't get a lot of pushback in the comments or anything. Um, I did have somebody one time tell me I didn't have a soul. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm just being a mirror for you. It's okay. You're going to be fine. That's crazy. You just said something that like was so profound to me because as a 42 year old woman, um, as a woman who grew up without a father, I don't know who my dad is. My mom has been doing a lot of reflecting in her older years. She's still young. She had me at 18. So she's only 61. And she every once in a while will come back with like, I'm sorry about your childhood, or I'm so sorry that this happened or this or that. She must have been on a rabbit hole the other night. And I you always wonder why this happened. It's probably because I needed to have this conversation on this podcast with you. Uh, You guys tweet tweet. This is the magic of having a podcast. Uh, And then she sent me she said something I did. I didn't acknowledge it because I was like, I don't want to talk about this. If she wanted to apologize for something, I just allowed for her to do that. So that was like, that's my growth on my end, not having to like validate anybody or having to like, I don't, I didn't want to go there. So I didn't have the conversation with her. But the next day I did ask, why did you send me that? And she said, well, I was just thinking about this and that. And she's watching me raise my son now. So she is in a lot of reflection of like parenting. And, you know, of course you always think what you could have done better and that's fine. But then she sent me a picture from my, like, I was like 12 years old in this wedding. And she said, do you remember this? And I looked at the photo and I remembered the photo. And I said, I don't remember that day. I don't remember a lot of stuff from my childhood. I feel like I've blocked a lot of it out. I said, it doesn't feel bad or good. It just feels like I don't know, or I don't remember. And so it's interesting when I've done like traditional therapy where they've tried to pull things up, I always have felt guilty. Like, oh, I can't go there. I can't get deep. I can't like dredge up that shit so I can quote unquote work through it. But I think sometimes, like you just said, maybe I don't need to go back that way and and dig things up to to then move forward. Um, I have done enough work to where I put myself around people like you who are having these conversations who keep me aware of my patterns. And I acknowledge like, okay, yeah, that's a ceiling I've been hitting or yep, that is a resistance that keeps coming up. So what does like a framework look like when people are like, okay, I'm in awareness, Brenda, like, okay, I do need your help. Like what these things are happening, how do I then start to process or work through them? Is there, is there a framework to this? So I've kind of, yes, <laughs> this is a layered answer. So yes, over the years, I've kind of developed my own techniques and ways of doing things. But the one thing stays the same is the first that you have to be self-aware. You have to recognize and go, oh, that's weird. I can't get past the ceiling or I, this keeps happening. I keep repeating this. And the moment you can be self and some people get self-awareness and obsession confused. So just be aware of it. Don't obsess over it. Be like, oh, I'm repeating this pattern. And then you almost want to take yourself out of the situation like you're watching a movie. And ask yourself, but what's the truth of this? Like, what does this mean to me? And in most cases, it is a limiting pattern that we're replaying. So it might be like, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough confidence to put myself out there. I can't attract the clients I want to work with. I'm not worthy of something. You literally take yourself out of it and go, 
but where's the proof of that? Where's the proof that I'm not good enough? Where's the proof that I'm not worthy of this? And you'll try to find, you'll try to make stories and none of them are true. And then you'll sit there and you'll go, oh, that's weird. There's literally no proof of that. And I remember when I was leaving corporate, my story became, well, you tried to have a company before and it failed. You're going to fail again. And I had to really be self-aware of those stories. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't really fail before. I just didn't have the structure I needed in place. And so when you start to piece it out and chunk it out, you're creating a map for yourself, essentially. And when you have that clarity, guess what? Your subconscious kicks in and goes, I'm going to help open you up to possibilities and potential that you didn't see before. Because now you're like, oh, I've become self-aware there's an issue. I've realized there's no proof that it, that issue is even real. And now I get to make the choice to move forward. Because guess what? Every second of every day, we get to make a choice. We can choose to stay the victim. We can choose to stay miserable. We can choose to stay stuck and uncomfortable and in fear. Or we can choose to give ourselves permission to understand and believe that it's okay for us to want more for ourselves. I'm going to be 49 this year. Up until I was in my 40s, I didn't give myself that permission. And so that's why I have these conversations with women like you, because I'm like, it's okay to give ourselves permission to want more for ourselves. We're going to go down that rabbit hole because I am in that season. And I know this maybe is like that age, right? I just turned 42. I think, you know, remember when we were younger, people being like, yeah, in your twenties, you think this and in your thirties, this, and in your forties, you give a whole lot less fucks. And I just think it's because you become more aware of who you are, what you want and, and you kind of maybe how to get there, that math that you're talking about creating. Um, and everything is just a story. It's a story we've told. It's a story we've made up in our head. It's a story we perceived to be the truth because oftentimes we experience things and that's not actually the truth. We just were in some type of a situation where we took it like that. Um, I've learned that, you know, being able to verbally process like through this podcast and listening to other people do that on podcasts has helped me immensely feel related to and know that I'm not alone. And so therefore I feel like less guilt and shame around feeling like I need to do this work. And you talked about earlier, the work not having to take ages and years, and it's not going to be till we're like on our deathbed, we're like finally like cleared of our subconscious issues. Um, that excites me that you say that we can make shifts and big changes in shorter amounts of time, because I like to take action and then see results. So, but see, you just said a magic word there. So you just said two, two powerful things there. I like to take action and see results. If you're willing to take the actions, you will see the results. We tend to get stuck in this healing cycle. And I see it a lot. And I, I see it a lot in the younger generations, the younger women, they get caught in this healing loop. It's like, oh, I got to keep looking for something that's broken. And they're not taking action. Every time you go backwards, and it's funny, I did a reel about this this morning, which I haven't posted yet, but every time you go backwards, you're stuck in the past energy and you're closing down the abundance available to you because to access the abundance that's available to you, you have to be in the present moment. And so every, and I'm not, it doesn't even have to be distant past stuff. It could be thinking about the person who cut you off two weeks ago and you're angry about it. It can be 
thinking about, oh, remember when so-and-so said that thing last week and then you're caught in the energy of the past and all of these people who are talking about raising their frequency and doing all the things. If you want a strong energetic frequency, you need to be in the present moment. Simple as that. And you need to take action. So I'm like you, I want to deal with the shit, take action and move through it. And maybe that's our age group. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. But also I recognize I invest in myself. Investing in myself with coaches and all the things is very important because I recognize I can make the money back. I can't get time back. And I, for a long time, felt like I had wasted a long time, like I wasted time. But now I recognize that was just, a. I needed to go through that to become the person I am so that I can do the things I do so that I can speak the way that I speak so that I can help the freaking massive amounts of people that I'm helping. I couldn't have done that as the original version of me. That's so powerful. And it's so true. And, you know, I love the saying, like, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I love when those moments hit you where you're like, "Mm -hmm, that's why that makes sense. Or you come into this knowingness or this new awareness of where you're at now. And you, you can thank the things that you went through and you can thank the experiences and the time and all the feelings that you had while you were going through it. Right. Because without it, without that, you, you couldn't be doing what you do now. And I don't think we have to go through piles of shit to be able to come out on the other side and help people. But also you can't be relatable if you, um, you don't have perspective on, you know, going through some things in in life and really realizing like what was keeping you stuck working through it on your own. And then, you know, like I always say, you don't have to be 10 steps ahead or a million steps ahead of someone to help them. Once you realize what's helped you share it, talk about it. And, you know, you built a business talking about ways that you found to help yourself. Therefore you're like, if this works for me, it's gotta be able to help other people. Um, and I, I just, that's one of my favorite things is that when people take something that has helped them and they're passionate about, they've got, they've got like real proof, um, and, and they turn around and they, they make it accessible for other people. Well, and it's cool too, to like recognize not to get stuck in the past, but to recognize everything was a stepping stone to get me here. Even working in advertising and marketing for over 24 years was a stepping stone because now I have my own business and I know how to market it. I know how to do that stuff. I was a personal trainer. I'm certified as a nutritional therapist. Like all these things that I thought I was going to be doing, but didn't end up doing, they're still in me. I still have the knowledge. So sometimes when I'm working with people, it's like, oh, well, this could also be tying into that. Like everything is a stepping stone that leads to where we're going, but you have to be willing to see that. And that's one of my favorite things to do with people is help them access those new possibilities, help them access their highest potential. That is, that excites me more than anything because you can come in and put it. I have a corporate client, for example, and she's been working with me for two years. People work with me for a long time, not because they have to, because once they do like three months with me, it's like, well, now what can I do now? What can I do now? So it's continuous coaching. And so when I first met her, she was sad and depressed and miserable in her corporate job. And now 
she just got promoted for the fourth time as a director. She's a director now. And she's like, when I first met you, I didn't even think there was any possibilities in corporate. She switched companies. She's moving and doing things. So it doesn't, you don't just have to be an entrepreneur. I personally don't like corporate. I never belonged there. It sucked the life out of me. If I had to go back, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd rather, I mean, there's a million ways to make money. And I just, I would never personally go back to corporate. But again, good lessons. I learned a lot. I learned how to deal with people. I learned how to manage teams. I learned how to use big budgets, like all beneficial. You wouldn't have been able to help her the way you have if you hadn't walked in her shoes at some point. And that's that's one of those things. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that you mentioned the different certifications or different paths that you um, got education behind or thought maybe they'd become part of your career or the thing that you do. Because I've found that to be true for myself. I've been in the beauty industry for 22 years. I've owned the salon, but I've also been a personal trainer. I also have nutrition certifications. I also have a breathwork facilitator and human design, like re like I'm working on that because there's so much to it. And it's funny because people are like, Oh, what what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm adding to my repertoire of tools of things that I personally find helpful for myself. And they come up randomly through coaching calls. And I do work with a lot of early stage entrepreneurs in the mastermind that I coach in. And I find, you know, I literally did a post about this today. It's like, there's a underlying subconscious blocks that we can sit on a coaching call. I can give you play by play three steps of strategy to take in the next three weeks. And you will not have done it by our next call because there's some blocks going on. It's not because you didn't have the information and the wherewithal you did. You just didn't take action on them. And that's and so a big, that specific block. What'll come up is because people don't think they're worthy of taking the action. Worthiness is an epidemic, especially in women, because I'm not going to get into it, but like we've been taught over the years, emotions have no place in business, blah, blah, blah. And so we limit ourselves. Oh, women are supposed to do this. Women are supposed to do that. Women can do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a worthiness thing. It's like, oh, I don't, who's, especially new entrepreneurs. Well, who's going to listen to me? Who's going to hire me? Who's going to want to do this work? Lots of people, lots of people. And if you talk and you allow them to get to know you, that's why they work with you. I, I have so many certifications. I could spell the alphabet behind my name. Do you know not once, not once has somebody said, well, what are your certifications before I hire you? People don't give a shit. I'm not saying you shouldn't have knowledge and education and proper training, but people don't give a shit about that. They give a shit about how this is my problem. How can you help me? Do you find that? So that worthiness piece takes me back to, because I got a little page of scribble, scribble notes already, because I love, I love a good one liner that just kind of like sums things up. And you said, if for the people that keep looking for the things that are broken, and I feel like the worthiness piece, when will we ever feel worthy enough to say people do need what I, I have to offer? Like I am smart enough to help other people, or I can go for that promotion. Like that lady that you're helping in corporate. 
you know, if she was sad and depressed, there had to be a huge underlying of unworthiness, right? Because if she couldn't see herself in a higher position, or she didn't know what was worth getting up for every single day, you know, that that stems from that. And I, I find I've seen like you were referring to the, the slightly younger generation, with all of these experimental like, drugs, like going off to do all the things like we could name them combo ayahuasca, like even the tobacco and the like all, all the things I'm like, is that really helping your subconscious mind release unlock ground? Are those the tools? Are those because I'm 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 literally starting to fucking feel like a little prude because I'm like don't want to go to Peru and do ayahuasca. No, so <laughs> I'm like, what what door am I going to open here? So <laughs> the beautiful thing is, I've never been drawn to plant medicine either because my system is already so activated. I don't need it. If I were to do it, I would fry my nervous system. And I've already lived with a fried nervous system my whole entire life. When you integrate different parts of yourself and like really start to get to know yourself and reconnect to yourself, because so many of us are disconnected, I can go to those other planes and dimensions just in a state of meditation. Like I don't need the help. Now, has that taken me years to be able to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Has that taken practice? Yes, absolutely. Did I have to work with mentors who taught me how to do that? Yes, absolutely. But I find some of the people are using the plant medicine. They're looking for an easy fix when it comes, especially to like mushrooms and stuff, when you're doing that, like if you're not ready for, to deal with the stuff, you might not come out of it being like, Oh, I feel amazing. You might come out of it being hit with all the shit you need to deal with that you weren't ready to deal with. I have one person that I will recommend people go visit to do plant medicine. He's a shamanic healer. And even then he he has a very specific process that he goes through. I've created hypnosis programs for his people leading up to ceremony and after like, it's a very structured, yeah, very structured, very intentional. I think like the mindset coaches, there's a lot of people out there now going, I'm going to do like I do ceremonies and people aren't opening the circles, right? They're not closing the journeys properly. There's a lot to that. I think if you need, not need, I think if you're interested in doing that or exploring that, your body will tell you, do you need to do it like every other week? Should you be doing a mushroom ceremony? No. <laughs> when you get to that stage and you're like, I'm going to do another ceremony and another one and another one and another one. There's... What are you avoiding? That's what I would say. Like, why are you not willing to go in on your own with a, a coach or a mentor? Why are you not, what are you not willing to see that you're just hoping the plant medicine is going to take away for you? Take away, unlock, show you. Like, I, I feel like that's the key piece people are seeking. They know something's not right, or there's that unworthiness piece or that disassociation, or there's something disconnected that they're hoping to unlock. Um, because I do have very woke if you will, aware friends who provide coaching and provide ceremonies or their breathwork facilitators, or they do some sort of, you know, help in this arena and they participate in these things on the regular. And I'm always so curious, like that I do see transformation. I do hear from the, from the people serving these things that this is what my client experienced. This is what happened. And I'm, 
I'm interested in it. I have, I've never done some of these, these other, these other plant medicines, but I, I I wasn't even going to go down this rabbit hole today, but it's funny because my mom did bring up going to Peru and I was like, it's not going to solve all our problems, mom. Like we literally can probably just sit down and have a conversation. (laughs) Like, you know, your unworthiness feeling of keeping a baby, you accidentally got pregnant when you were 17. Like we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. Like life's okay. There's not, you know, there's things that I could see her looking for outside validation from this plant medicine or this experience to make it all make sense. Yeah. Cause we want things to make sense. The other thing is most people, and I've done a lot of therapy, so I understand therapy. Like we said, keeps bringing you backwards. You, most people don't need to talk more. They don't need to tell their story more. They need somebody to take it out of their body for them. And that's where I come in. People like me to help release the shit, not just, we can hold beliefs in our mind. We can hold beliefs in our body. We can hold beliefs in our energetic systems. People don't realize that. And so it's, it's not about just going to look for more. It's about what's in there and you don't need to necessarily even know what it is. If you've had a trauma and it's been stored in there, the way my technique works, like we can literally remove it from your body without needing to know what it is. It's not about talking more. It's about getting it out of your body. And then filling in, because I this is how I explain things. We always want to take something out and then put something back in. So what I see a lot is, and especially with the surface level mindset stuff, people will think they're transforming a belief, which they, they might be, but they're not putting an empowering belief back in, or they might be releasing an emotional or energetic block, but they're not putting something empowering back in. And then what happens is you sometimes have this weird hole and then it gets filled up because you don't have somebody who can navigate this with you so that the hole doesn't fill back up with the stupid shit that you were just trying to get rid of. Yeah, I can see that. I know. I saw a Joe Dispenza post or clip, or I think he was on someone's podcast and he was saying, you know, these I am beliefs or these affirmations, he, he wasn't kind of mocking it, but he was saying, you can tell yourself all of these amazing things every morning, write them in your journal, say them in the mirror. He's like, but if you're not reprogramming the old shit, your mind's like, yeah, no, you're not you're not amazing. Like, no, like you'll say I am amazing or I am worthy or I am this. And your brain's literally like, cool. Yeah. No, you're actually oh, not. Girl, you just opened another door. But it's so funny. I, I know that. And I've read a lot of his stuff and I love watching him and I listen to some of his, you know, this, that, whatever. And I know so many people that are obsessed with it, but it like sometimes takes a reminder of you have to release and get rid of because it's like when your hands are so full of all the things and then that one thing you've been seeking is right there and you're like, oh, I can't grab it. My hands are full. If I drop this, everything will fall. It's like we're so stuck in, in wrapped around our belief system and our value. And like, this is just who I am. And this is how I like all of this belief that we have that a lot of times people don't know besides us. And it's what like doesn't allow for us to bring in those new thoughts and beliefs. So I love that you just said that, but let's, what's the rabbit hole that I just like So the affirmation thing. So one, this is again, why I don't just love the surface level stuff. If we're sitting in front of the mirror going, I am a millionaire, I am worthy, I'm whatever. It creates subconscious conflicts. So if you're doing generic affirmations, that's, that's a, it's a good start. But the challenge is you're going to end up with subconscious conflicts, meaning 
on a conscious level, you're trying to believe something, but your subconscious mind is like, that is pure bullshit. However, I want to give this to the people that are listening because affirmations can be super powerful. There is a loophole. Three statements you can use to create affirmations that work for you and not against you. So instead of just flat out saying, I am something, you're going to say, I am in the process of doing whatever. I'm in the process of becoming a millionaire. When you say it that way, your subconscious mind goes, oh yeah, we totally are in the process of doing that. Totally makes sense. There's no negative. It doesn't, it's not stressed out by it. You can say, I'm the type of person that, I'm the type of person that money flows easily to. Subconscious mind hears that and goes, yeah, we are that type of person. I am choosing to. I am choosing to take action every day towards my dreams. I am choosing to change something. Subconscious mind goes, oh, yep, we're totally choosing to do that. The moment you start doing that kind of wording, your subconscious mind relaxes. There's no stress. There's, it's open. Your nervous system feels better. When your nervous system is calm, your subconscious mind opens to transformation. New possibilities start showing up. That's when the synchronicities start coming. I like to play a game with people to help them see proof and evidence. I call it the mind dime game. You literally set the intention and you say, wouldn't it be cool for me to see a dime in the next 48 hours? It's not about looking for the dime. It's about setting the intention and fully believing and trusting it's going to show up and being open to how it shows up because sometimes it might be an actual dime. Sometimes it might be the word dime. Sometimes it might be a cartoon. I've had a client and she tags me every time this happens. She travels around the world all the time. She was in a country that does not have coins. She set the intention, sends me a video. She's getting on a bicycle to go for a ride. She looks down and there's an American dime in the middle of a country that doesn't use coins. She's like, see? But we do that because it's a good way to start playing with your subconscious mind. It's a good way. Also, you can use the the affirmation thing. I'm intending to see a dime in whatever. I'm in the process of seeing a dime in the next 24 hours. The point is we need to have more fun in life. Have fun with your affirmations. Don't take them so fucking seriously. Don't get so attached to things. Have fun. And when you release the attachment to things and you recognize like there are loopholes to talk to your subconscious mind, when you recognize you can co-create things, shit all starts to change and shift and happen faster because you have evidence. Yeah. I mean, I can validate that 1000% and any other successful human will also agree to that, especially if they're in this sort of work. Um, Literally those three, those three tweaks on affirmations. uh, We're going to put those in the show notes because they were so good. I am in the process of, I'm the type of person that I am choosing to. Uh, 
let's use those today. You get off this podcast, you sit in just a few moments of silence and you, you speak those truths into yourself because that you can wrap your head around. And I love that just little tweak on a basic affirmation. So thank you for that gift and sharing that. That's just a tiny piece of what you get if you're inside Brenda's membership or if you follow her or listen to her podcast, The Limitless Life Podcast. Actually, The Limitless Life Podcast every month, at the beginning of the month, I release, and I just started doing this a few months ago, there's an affirmation program. So there's no other talk except for me doing the affirmations. So if you want to get an idea of how to word some affirmations, go listen to some of those. And they are different topics every month. But it's also interesting. I just want to go back for a second to this worthiness thing. Because I think it's important for people to understand. I mean, I work with women who are executive level people. I work with women who are multi-million dollar business owners Worthiness is also an issue with them. So it's an ongoing process, but it's like every time we up level, that worthiness piece will come out. But as you do this work, it becomes way faster and way easier to recognize it and work through it. And using things like these affirmations helps. I'm in the process of up leveling and I'm the type of person that is worthy of all of the things I desire. And if you want to supercharge your affirmations, this is another trick. Write them out. Write like three to five. I wouldn't do more than that. Grab your phone. Record them into your phone in your own voice. And listen to it multiple times a day. Because when your subconscious mind hears your own voice, it's like, that's us. And it'll help reprogram the subconscious even faster. And you're going to know when you get to the point when you actually fully 100% believe this to be true, because you're going to see evidence of it showing up in your life. Money's going to start showing up in different ways. New clients are going to start coming. Your ideal people are going to start coming. Possibilities you didn't even expect are going to start coming. I fucking love what I do. This is why I love what I do. Yes. Well, I'm glad you could be reminded of that this morning and share and talk about it. Cause I think sometimes when we get into our business and we don't get to like deep dive down these random rabbit holes, um, you forget how powerful what you do is for so many of us and why you should keep doing what you're doing. Cause a, you're fucking great at it. And B like my, I, my eyeballs were just getting lit up. I was like, Oh, this Botox is uh, they're up. My brows are up, but I'm just like, I stay around people just like Brenda, so that I can continue to pour this kind of stuff into my life. And this is the type of positive propaganda that you see me talking about when I post my morning rituals and and protecting your peace and really paying attention and taking care of you. Like these are the things that you should be implementing into your daily practice, right? Recording these affirmations and listening to them. And learning to connect into your body. And this is one of the things I teach my clients and we talk about it. We're going to talk about it more in the community, but Learning to talk to your body so that one, you're not looking for things outside of yourself, but two, in the morning, you could say, do we want to journal today? Do we want to do this? You don't have to do all the rituals all the time in the exact same way. Sometimes I journal, sometimes I don't. It depends. I ask my body, my body and my energy every morning, do we want to do this today? No. Okay, cool. Then we're not going to do that today. Do we want to go outside? Obviously I'm outside every day with my dog, but like, do we want to go to this place? Do we want to do that? It's about really listening and connecting 
to yourself. I had somebody one time tell me that I should start running again. And I was like, unless zombies are chasing me, I'm not running. I used to run years ago. I did races, like friggin' trail races because everybody was running and it was a cool thing to do. You need to be a runner. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I fucking hate running. Why am I doing this? I like lifting things. I like heavy things. I like the sound of the weight smashing in a gym. I don't, I'm not running. No. <laughs> okay. You just opened a rabbit hole there because I have to go there. Cause I'm in that, you know, that transition with my business and my life right now. Um, how many people listening right now? I mean, obviously you are listening alone, right? Cause we're in your ears, hopefully driving in your car or you're out for your walk, or maybe you're getting just some alone time to enjoy this podcast and really like take it all in. But I know from the questions I ask on social media, the rooms I sit in, the different masterminds I've been a part of, there are a lot of women who are waking up in a season of their life where they're like, I don't fucking like this anymore. Just because everyone else is doing X, Y, Z, I don't want to fucking do it anymore. And there's guilt and shame around, well, but my life's pretty good. This is, I work so hard for this career. We'll just use me as an example. You know, it's taken me almost a year and a half to fully let go of being behind the chair because I had so much ego and pride tied into the business that I had built. But then also that, you know, people pleasing tendency of letting my clients down or will this other business be successful when I have so much proof of a very successful business for the last 20 plus years. So the unworthiness piece, you're right, comes up. But there is also this question where people are waking up to, you know, what the fuck am I doing? I don't want to do this anymore. And they don't know what to do with those feelings. That's not even just in business. It's in relationships. I work with a lot of women who are going through phases where we got divorced. Like I used to joke because for a long time I was like, people are going to start calling me the black widow because like all my ladies keep getting divorced. But that shit started way before they started working with me, but it was, them giving themselves permission again to want more for themselves and to understand it's safe to want more for yourself and to understand it's safe to look at your life and go, is this my life? Like I looked, I had many of those moments in my life and didn't listen to it until I was 38 and got divorced. Like that moment of what you just said, like, there have been many moments, I'm sure, that all of us aren't just one day waking up feeling like this. There, there's that, that intuitive knowingness that we don't listen to because we didn't trust ourselves back then to know the difference between a day, a mood, a feeling. And we're, and we're told as women, like, oh, you're so sensitive. Oh, you're just being crazy. Or, oh, you know, that's not really what you want. How many people just tell you what you're supposed to want your whole entire not life? Just that. Think about the people who say, oh, you should just be grateful for what you have. You should be grateful that you even have a job. You should be grateful that you even have a relationship. You should be grateful for something that's not actually making you happy. Yeah. I mean, that's why I wrote my little book and I call it a little book because it's less than a hundred pages. And someone tried to talk shit to me one day about calling it a little book. I said, it's a little book because I like reading little books. So I made a little book for people who like to read quick. So plug on that. But the book is called Come As You Are. It's the art of unbecoming who they told you to be. And it's like your condition as a child to believe what's right or wrong as you grow up, what's proper, what's not, what's going to make you semi-successful in the world is that, you know, you get married, you buy the house, you get the job, you do all the things, you get married and you just stick it out and figure it out. 
And then you wake up a lot of us one day, and sometimes it isn't until you're in your 40s um, where you feel like that permission, right? And so those women who were probably already in, in the knowingness that they needed to leave, they found counsel in you to allow for them to this, the, the space and the safety to process all of that. And then they took the action, you know, and I know that a coach does a lot of times and a mentor and, and a person who like allows for you to feel safe enough to take the action. But the other beautiful thing on the other side of that is I've also had clients who thought that was the path they were going down and then recognized yeah, yeah, how they were showing up and then they started to show up differently in the relationship. And now they have like extremely strong relationships because it's always us. Is it that Taylor Swift that has that song that's like me? It's me. I'm the problem. It is, though. It's us. We're the problem. It's not the other people. And until I learned that lesson, I was constantly, oh, it's so and so. Oh, it's not my fault. No, it's us. It's our fault. <laughs> like, it's us. I also, you said something a little while ago, too, about age stuff. How many times has people been listening who are listening to this? How many times have you heard? things like, oh, you know, when you hit 40, shit just happens. Your body goes to shit. Everything goes downhill. When you're this age, this thing happens. When you're this age, this thing happens. We get labeled and told what's supposed to happen. And I remember people were telling me that they're like, oh, yeah, when you hit 40, everything goes downhill. And I was like, no, actually, when I hit 40, everything's going to start going uphill. Because that the belief I created. That's the choice I made. Oh my gosh. And if you are in that season and you're listening to this and you're just nodding your head and you're like, just feel like you're part of this conversation, you are. And I have these conversations for you. And, you know, I go and seek people who can help us, not just me, help us and the listeners, because there are things I don't know very well yet. And I want to learn more about them. So I stay in community with people who are teaching me things and I'm seeing the proof of what's happening for other people. But at the end of the day, we are responsible for the energy that we bring into a room and the energy that we, we get, go to bed with, like you have to live with you. And at the, at the end of the day, you're the only one who can do the work that needs to be done. And you know, this podcast is just my hype girl sesh for you always to know that you can come back to these conversations and know a, you're not alone. B there are so many amazing resources out there and it's okay to, say that, you know, where you are is not where you want to be, but it's up to you to take that action to do something about it. And focus on the outcome you want in life. Stop focusing on the shit that isn't working for you and say, what, how do I want to feel? I feel miserable and sad. Okay, cool. You've acknowledged that you've embraced it. Great. How do you want to feel? My job isn't working. It sucks. Cool. Great. You've acknowledged it. You've embraced it. Focus on the outcome you want. That's also going to shift your energetic signature and make you attract in more opportunities. We get so caught in the shit of things because human beings were designed to bond over negativity. So ladies, how about we break that fucking cycle, please, and start focusing on the outcomes we want. <laughs> We're just going to leave you guys with that one because we are always speaking to ourselves. And I know she is speaking from truth and I'm in that season of clearing space around connecting with people like that. It is innately what is easier to do, right? It's easier to commiserate. It's easier to, you know, kind of 
lean into that energy, it's sometimes harder to come in with a positive story or kind of what might feel like a braggy story with a friend group or a girlfriend or even people you might not know. Um, But let's start normalizing sharing our wins and talking about things that are really like important. And that's why I created Fuck Yeah Friday, because it's just our way of like posting our wins and being unapologetic about the changes that you're making and the way that you're showing up in the world. And I always say the more brightly you can shine, the the more that you're going to shine light on someone else for them to feel like they can shine their light too. So Brenda, thank you for doing that for me. And I know we could probably talk for like 62 hours on here. So (laughs) I would love to have you back again. I would love to come back. There's so many things we could talk about. No, it's so good. And that's why, you know, shifting this podcast from the title I had before, which was the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I started in the middle of COVID when my industry was just pissed off and sad and angry. And I was like, what can I do? I was like, we could talk about it. And over the last couple of months, I was, I just felt my own identity shift of, you know, wanting to include more people than just people in the beauty, like also including my family from the, where, what I was raised in, but also expanding like, like I am. And I finally am releasing, you know, that behind the chair business and it feels scary and it feels like, holy shit, I should be so grateful. But I lean into the knowingness like that I am fully feeling that this is where I'm supposed to be going. And if I don't let that shit go, then it's just going to be like that dragging tail that just can't, you know, allow for my growth to happen. So you guys know that we're, we're, we're doing this work with you. We're not, uh, you know, any further ahead than too many of you, but we stay in that constant um, knowingness that we can lean on each other and get in community. So if you get a chance, check the links in the, in the show notes, check out all of Brenda's stuff. There's so much good stuff there. Um, but she has a freebie we're going to drop so you guys can get a little taste of what she does. Um, but yeah, go find her on Instagram. It's underscore Brenda Johnston. And, um, thank you so much for your time today. It was awesome to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I love conversations like this. I know it's so good. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next one. Creating this podcast is as much fun as it sounds, and it's not hard. You're worthy of sharing your expertise with the world. So I've broken it down so you can start your own damn podcast in four weeks or less. Head to the link in the show notes to start now.